Everybody. Hi. Welcome back. Well, you came in like really low. Welcome back to another episode of Couple Critique. Everybody's favorite podcast. Of course. Besides my- Truth Justice in the podcast, you know. Truth Justice in the podcast isn't even my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the host. Oh my gosh. I, I like this podcast way more than I like that one. Oh. But I think it's I think it maybe has to do with the fact that I always have a co-host on this one. Maybe. Maybe it makes it easier. Oh, dang. Totally dropped the phone. Pretty sure the gain is up too loud. Nice. I'm, so, good I'm sorry, guys, if we just, like, blew out your ears for, like, the first little bit of this show. Ugh, this isn't working with the charger. I'm in a new location, guys, and this is like, ugh. We lose loses all of our like five listeners. That would that'd be a weird reason to lose listeners. Because of the bad audio. Well, no, just because like a one drop. I know I can't there's probably a bazillion times during this podcast where I've like hit the mic a bunch yeah I've hit the phone into the microphone before it's been bad (laughs) anyway we hope you guys are enjoying your quarantine hopefully no one's too bored yeah because it is not fun no it's not it's kind of whack actually oh hello Celeste Special guest Celeste is on with us today. Aww. Hey, babies. Hey, Celeste. What are you licking? Did you just eat something? Were you eating the cat litter? You don't smell like cat litter. Whatever you're eating. What'd you say? I'm working on this cube project for school, and I. I'm not using any of the right colors for some reason. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, you ever use markers and the cap tricks you and you think, oh, this is going to be the right color and then you start using it and it's like a whole completely different shade? Yes. I'm like, why do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Are these new markers? No, they're just Sharpies. Oh. But they're like messing me up. <laughs> they never look how, they, how they're advertised to look. Yeah, like the cap, I'm like, oh, this is the perfect color. And then I start coloring it, and then it's like, oh, no, this is the total opposite of what you needed. Whack. So this cube isn't going to look the best, but oh well. Oh. I need some animal crackers. Fun. What did you just come running in here for, Celeste? Oh, because she heard the animal crackers. Oh. She literally is like, her face is like, great. At the table, like waiting for me to give her animal crackers. Should we restart this? No. 
Why, okay. why would we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just so random. No, we're letting some of our personality through. That's true. Okay. <laughs> we're being more relatable. Okay, fine. No, no, no. Celeste, Celeste really wants one of these animal crackers. Celeste, I can't give you any. Every time we give you snacks, you freak out and you have to go to the bathroom at like three in the morning. Nobody wants to do that. I'm not doing that. Aw, poor dog. She just wants food, man. I know, but like you have eating time, Celeste. Why can't these, these animals are always hungry. I love my animals a lot, but like they never, they are always hungry. Mm. And we feed them a lot. There's probably just, like, so much good food in the house. They're like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? No. Celeste, go away. I'm not giving you any <laughs> crackers. I love how before you were, like, when you were in California, you were like, I miss my dogs, I miss my dogs. And now every time we do this, you're like, get out of here. Go away. I do miss her. I love her so... Hey, hey. <laughs> Trying to sneak some animal crackers off the table. Little known fact about me. I love animal crackers. Like, no, not they're pretty great. Like, a- like I could only eat animal crackers. Oh, wow. If somebody asked me, what one snack would you eat forever? I would say animal crackers. That is a high-intensity amount of love for animal crackers. Bro, they're so good. I've loved animal crackers since I was a child. Anyway. <laughs> You're supposed to be talking about a movie. Did you say ow? No, I said... I know. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by, like, noises that I'm hearing in my house. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, are you just going to lay down there, Celeste? Okay. You know what was a good snack as a kid? What? Gushers. Oh, bro. Gushers were... Bro, I fiend on Gushers. snack. Go. Bro, when I came home, we had Gushers. I was having, like, three packs of Gushers a day. I was getting fat because these stupid gushers. Dude, they were so good. They're delicious. Bro, but I hate the strawberry only ones. Like, they're still good, but tropical gushers is where it's at. Yeah, no, you need that, like, variety. Yes, I hate, I hate the only, I hate the only strawberry with the passion because that's the laziness. It is. You know what that shows? That... At one point, they had Gushers that were just single flavors, and strawberry was the least favorite flavor. And now they have a surplus of strawberry Gushers, and they're trying to get rid of them. <laughs> exactly. They're like, what the heck are we supposed to do with all these? Somebody, please eat them. I just cracked this case wide open. <laughs> <laughs> the Gushers conspiracy theory. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everything's a conspiracy theory? No. Maybe. No. Yeah. You never know. I think some news alert popped up on my phone saying that, like, you know Roseanne? Yes. Roseanne Barr? Yeah, she's saying that she thinks the coronavirus is a conspiracy to get rid of, like, people from her generation. Bro, somebody else told me that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, somebody I know said that too. 
Yeah. And I was like, I think... Wait, like that they heard about it or that they believe that? No, that they believe that's what's going on. Oh. And in my brain, I'm like, I think they just eat dirty animals in China. <laughs> yeah, they probably just need better health code regulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen those wet markets? They're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the, the best way to sell food. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we're professionals. Yes, we're totally professional. We watched a movie for Comedy Month. The second movie of Comedy Month, right? Second? Second. Yes. We watched The Nice Guys. Yes, Shane Black's The Nice Guys, which, beginning of this episode, spoiler alert, spoilers for every single... It's the last! Take the animal cracker. <laughs> She straight up put my hand... She opened her mouth and put her mouth around my hand with the animal cracker <laughs> while I wasn't looking. Oh, my goodness. I just felt like my hand get all wet. <laughs> oh. And I looked down as freaking Celeste. Ew. Celeste, go, go somewhere else. I don't have any more animal crackers for you. You ate my last one. Go somewhere else. <laughs> I love her, but sometimes she's... Huh? She's probably just super excited to have you back. My mother, okay, literally when I came back, she like ran down the stairs. Like, yeah. And like was jumping. Aww. I think it's because I'm the only one who like wrestles with her and plays with her. Yeah, she's probably been bored. Yeah, nobody else wants to like. Because I don't mind running around with Celeste or getting on the ground and like getting scratched up to fight her. Because he's a dog, she needs exercise. Yeah. Anyway, The Nice Guys. <laughs> uh huh. Directed and written by Shane Black, who many of you may not know wrote Lethal Weapon, uh, helped um, rewrite Predator, and he was in Predator. And what else did he do? He wrote Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, the most controversial of the Iron Man movies. Doesn't make any sense. And, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know why Iron Man 3 is so controversial. Everybody freaks out about it, but it's like, the movie's good. They just, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve Iron Man 3. They don't deserve Iron Man 3. I thought that was like a perfect follow-up to Avengers. Especially because, like, we got to see Tony Stark sort of deal with, like... We got to see, like, this whole new... What what was, like, ultimately building to with Tony Stark's character. After, like, all the stuff we've seen with, like, two Iron Man movies and an Avengers movie. Like, it makes sense that it would end up like this. But a lot of people were upset about, like, the Mandarin. Why would that be upsetting? Because they were like, oh, it's not the real Mandarin from the comics. Like, they just made it, like, some actor dude. Like, it was a fake. Like, they were upset that they got faked out. Because the Mandarin is, prob- is like, Iron Man's, like, most famous villain in the comics. Oh. Everybody was like, yo, they faked us out with the Mandarin. This is stupid. But I kind of like the twist that they had on it. I did, too. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, I do know. Iron Man 3 is great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, The Nice Guys, which is a film from 2017, I believe. 
I think so. And let me tell you guys. Let me just make sure I said that that that, that is actually from 2017. Is it 16 or 17? It might be 2016. 2016. Yep. Okay. Me and Isreen are here to tell you guys about this movie a whole 15 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it about? Well, it's about two private eyes. Well, a private eye and a guy that people hire to beat people up. <laughs> Like a, yes. like a like a protection guy named Jack Healy and a private eye named Holland March, whose paths cross after the death of an actress of sorts. <laughs> and, yes. and while doing so, they're both looking for the same girl named Amelia, who is schmoozing with people who act in a certain type of movie that is not shown in theaters. <laughs> Experimental films. Experimental films, as they refer to them as. Yes. And essentially they unlock this vast conspiracy involving the Justice Department in California and the audio industry in Detroit. And Ryan Gosling's daughter in the movie is a smart butt. She was probably one of the best 14-year-old girl characters in a movie her performance in that movie is one of like the the my favorite like young teenage to child performances because i you know me i hate child performances in movies this is true they're like my least favorite thing but angori rice's performance in this movie is like she has a great comedic timing she's doesn't have an annoying voice she knows how to act she does that's true she gives a good performance and like like it's very clear that she knows what type of movie they're making and she is able to like keep up with people like Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe in this movie mm-hmm. so right off the bat who's your favorite character in this movie probably Russell Crowe's character Jackson Healy yeah Cause he's like he's tough he does his job but I, he, I feel like his character had a lot of depth like when he was telling the dining room story the diner story yes I thought I think that's when he became like my favorite character I love how he sort of ends that story like it ends with Ryan Gosling snoring obviously when he realizes he's asleep after he's finished telling the story right. but he walks away and he says I felt useful just for like one moment. Yeah, and it's like you've been watching this kind of crazy, really funny movie, and then all of a sudden there's just that, and you're like, oh wow. Yeah, I love that. So much emotion all of a sudden. Yes, I love that whole sort of aspect about him that like, that is like, like he considers that like the best day of his life, he said, because like finally. He feels like he's able to like he was able to like make a change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Ryan Gosling, huh? When he was, huh? <laughs> when he was um, at the end, <laughs> when he was choking that guy out, and he was like, "Oh, congratulations! You owe your life to a fourteen-year-old girl because you just like cared so much that she would never talk to him again." Yeah, she was like, "If you kill him, I'll never speak to you again." He looked at her, and he was like, "Seriously?" <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Come on." Congratulations, yo, your life to a 13-year-old girl. I love that. 
And then, okay, so he's your favorite character? Mm-hmm. My favorite character is Ryan Gosling. Holland March in this movie. Ryan Gosling as Holland March is one of my favorite movie characters of the decade. He was very, very entertaining to watch. He's a private investigator who's a jerk. <laughs> he is. He's, he's kind of a tool. He's also, like, not super smart, but he has, like, these... Rain- he's smart, but he has, like, the... But he's, like, he... He's... He's 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 got a drinking problem, and it like makes him like completely inept to be a detective at points. And he, what I think is funny is that I was thinking about this yesterday, and I think that running gag in the movie about him falling all the time mm-hmm. is a joke, is a smarter joke than I think. I don't think it's about him falling. I think that joke is about people who fall upwards. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. People who always, like, they make a mistake, but they always, like, end up better than they were before the mistake, at the end of the mistake. Okay. I mean, that is kind of what he does the whole time. Yes. He literally always is stumbling onto evidence and things like that, or falling and saving his own life and then ending up in, like, a better position. Mm-hmm. And it's so... I don't know it's interesting and i think like um there's a whole thing like i'm not saying that this is shane black's political ideology but it reminded me of how adam mckay in i can't remember which movie he was talking about of his he was talking about like he made some sort of one comedy movie i think it might have been talladega nights um or Anchorman, where he was talking about the consistent failing upwards of, like, the white male. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that's what Shane Black is saying, but I think that that falling joke was, like, it's just more, it's more than about the falling. And I thought that was pretty funny. It's like he's quite literally falling upwards every single time. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But anyway, I love, like, how he's a jerk. I love his drinking problem and how he gets. <laughs> hey, he's like, hey, my name's Amelia. I'm looking for, uh, she's about black hair. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see me, call you and <laughs> If you see me, call, tell me, tell me my name. <laughs> and then he walks away. <laughs> or I love when they were, and he's got so much, he's got all the best lines in the movie are basically his lines. He does have all the good ones. Like when, like when they're carrying the body, and they and they and, and Jackson Hooley is like, "You're drunk." He's like, "You fell down here. You lost your gun." He's like, "Why are you?" He's like, "It was slippery up there. It was slippery. I was in the pool. You were in the pool. I was questioning the mermaids. Where were you while I was working?" <laughs> and I'm like, "That oh is gosh. so oh, hilarious." Like, you know who else was just following orders? Hitler. Hitler? Oh my gosh. He winks because he thinks he's just so clever. He thought that was so clever, but it was like that joke doesn't make sense because he was the one giving the orders. (laughs) You know who else is following orders? That 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 joke is like too hilarious. I I I didn't realize also how many of those jokes were like in the movie. Like that was a running gag. There were so many Hitler jokes. And it was hilarious every single time they did one. It was. It just got funnier each time one happened. 
Oh my god. At the end when he's speaking German to the <laughs> What 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 is is he okay? I believe he's making a comparison between you and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Hitler only had one ball. <laughs> In the elevator. <laughs> Yeah, but Jackson Healy also gets a lot of light. You know, it's crazy, though, but their dynamic works well because it's like the straight man, funny man dynamic. But it's more like straight man, clumsy man dynamic because they're both serious. Ryan Gosling is just like a little bit more unhinged than Jackson Healy is than than Russell Crowe's character in the movie. Yeah. And I love I love their dynamic so much like the well here it is what's this this is her protest group how do you know this is her protest group because she started it this is her protest group how do you know she's here this is a protest stop saying that <laughs> I would like to stop saying it <laughs> that was such a funny scene I love that scene so much. That, hey, man, shut up. We're all dead. You're dead. Why are you guys? Why did you guys? I, I like Ryan Gosling going, I'm hip. I get it. <laughs> no, dude, like, what about the gas mask? They didn't save you. <laughs> Why are you guys dead? We're dead because of the pollution. So let me get this straight. The pollution in the air killed you? Yeah. So what? The gas mask? And they're all wearing gas masks. So what? The gas mask didn't save you? <laughs> And the guy just slowly looks down at his gas mask. He's like, oh, whoops. Yeah, I love, I, oh, they're, it's just too funny. It's too, a lot of just the jokes in the movie are like, and I love how like Shane Blackie is just kind of making fun of everybody in this movie. Pretty much, yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. It's like these crazy hippies. He's making fun of the establishment, like like government corporations melding together. Right. That was something else. I didn't realize like how like much political commentary was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, every time the um every time Amelia said something it was it it, it just it felt like it was him talking through her, like making jokes about that and calling them out. Yeah, and it was like and then like the whole storyline, like the whole vast conspiracy is that the Justice Department is conspiring to shut down a, like, the the criminal underworld in order to, like, and, and, and it had something to do with the Detroit auto industry and, like, the catalytic converter case, which they're going to let off scot-free so that way the auto manufacturers can continue to save money by allowing products in their cars that are, like, harmful to the environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> like when we were watching it yesterday, I was like, I completely forgot that this was in the movie. I think that's part of what makes it the movie so great is because, look, yeah, it's it's funny and you're entertained. But there's also like this huge like underlying subplot going on, too. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wow. But yeah, so that was just. I don't know. And also, this movie is like, like we were saying with the characters and everything. And, and also, back to why I love Holland March so much, Ryan Gosling's face. Ryan Gosling is one of the best actors at using their face that I've ever seen in my entire life. 
He's really good at conveying expressions. Yes, and his eyes are, like, amazing, right? He's got amazing eyes for acting. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's that scene where <laughs> they look out of the elevator, and then there's the guy with, like, got shot in the neck, and he's, like, clenching his neck, and, like, blood is coming out. And then, like, they see the, they look across the, the, uh, the hallway, and the other guy's being shot, and then they, like, quickly get in the elevator and shut the door. <laughs> and then and then they look out the elevator, and they see the other guy got thrown out the window. And then they look on Ryan Gosling's face and his eye twitching. The nervousness and then his eye twitching is like literally perfection. Perfection. Also, I love his infatuation with the black lady whose name I can't remember. Oh my goodness, he was into her so bad. Bro, and I thought, he was like, you wouldn't believe this. Somebody switched out the suitcase he gave us with a pink one. There was no money in it. And then he's like, He's, and then she pulls the gun on them. And he's like, "Come on, you're not. I know you. You're not a murderer." And then Jackson, she just said she killed three people in Dallas. No, but I mean, no, but I mean, deep down, deep down. <laughs> That's funny. I don't. And I like how Jackson Healy goes. I don't think you've ever killed anybody. She goes, "Actually, I have three times in Detroit." And he was like, "Oh, okay." But I. That whole scene was hilarious because then he like drops to the floor and he's trying to find the ankle um, gun. The ankle gun. What the heck is wrong with him? Hold on. I'm going to ask him. Holland, what the heck is going on? Did you move it? Move what? And he looks at her like he's so nervous. (laughs) He looks up at her. He's like, oh, shoot. (laughs) This dude's about to. (laughs) It's like this dude's dude's about to get us killed. (laughs) Did you move it? Move what? The ankle gun. The what? I don't have an ankle gun. Yeah, the ankle gun. What do you mean? I don't have an ankle gun. What are you talking about? You showed me it. We were in the car and you were like, hey, you lift up your pant leg. You were like, hey, look at that. I got an ankle gun. And you're like, no, I don't think that. Wait, did I dream that? Yeah, you dreamt it. No, no, no. Oh, maybe I did dream it. (laughs) It was just perfect. It's so good. I love all the... That's one of the funniest movies I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Literally, it was just—it was amazing. Yeah, I—I—I I, I can't get over it. And it, ah, the whole thing with the bee in the car. <laughs> right, like that was so smart, but it was also so funny. Yeah, where you been, it man? Was such a good, it was <laughs> such a good way to bring up pollution, but also it was just like it's a giant smoking bee in yeah, the car. I know, right? Uh, I like it. It's like the smog out here. It's terrible. It's getting out of control. All the bees are taking cars these days. (laughs) Yeah. So that was just great. Um, I love. We both love the characters in this movie. Are so good. And Gory Rice does not get to does not get left out of the spotlight either. She's not an afterthought. She's like a very central part to like the plot of the movie, which I love that they didn't waste her. (laughs) Bless you. I feel like they very easily could have, like, left her out and made her, like, a side thing. But no, they made her, like, integral to the story. Yeah, they made her important. And I loved her chemistry with Ryan Gosling as well. That was brilliant. That was really funny. So, here's a question. What's your favorite scene from The Nice Guys? Because it's hard, right? Um, Because there's so many good ones. Um, definitely the ankle gun thing that we were just talking about. That was good. Um, the scene when 
Russell, I can't, I don't know why I can't remember his name, Russell Crowe's character. Jackson Healy. Jackson. He finds March at the kid's birthday party. And like everything from the bathroom scene to when they were talking outside, it was just so funny. I like that. All of it. It's like, he was like, what do, you, what do you say? What do you think? I'm stupid? I got a license to carry, you idiot, and I'm going to keep this thing right here. And he drops the cigarette on his in his pants, and he's like, oh! And he gets onto the floor, and the door closes, and he's kicking the door closed and open. And then he tries to stand up, and he's like, he's like, turn around. And then he turns around. You know there's a mirror here, right? Close your eyes. <laughs> you know what? And he, and he tries to stand up again and he's like you know what turn around he goes you know what turn around and he's like can I open my eyes <laughs> it's just it's like it's their whole dynamic in a nutshell pretty much yeah it's, it's just so funny to watch it is it's super funny to watch and it's like cause he's like kicking the door open and he's trying to hold the newspaper but it's like keeps shutting on him so it's like opening and shut and he's just so frustrated <laughs> Yes, and you know one of the things I love about this movie, I love how they introduced each of the characters too. Like when they introduce Jackson Healy, they do the whole like how it would be with the um. Oh, what am I trying to say? Like the way a detective movie would be, right? With the voiceover and he's very serious and he's good at his job and he knocks out that guy who was messing with that underage chick. That was weird. <laughs> Stay away from the little girls. Yeah, stay away from little girls. He's like, I like how he goes, are you the man? What? (laughs) He punches him in the face. That was such a satisfying punch to watch. Literally. But yeah, and then he's all like, stay away from little girls. And then, um, but then when it comes to Ryan, like Ryan Gosling wakes up in a bathtub with a full suit on. They never explain that and they don't have to. It's just something you would do. It just feels natural when it happens and I appreciate that like so much in a movie that they're just able and to do that he's like crawling towards the phone cause his daughter is like on, he's just leaving him a message like it's my birthday just so you know and don't forget you have to go to work today yes and it's like oh so basically you're like low key not even like <laughs> you're like low key not even in charge of your own life like you like you like you have the inability to make your life work yeah, it's like, you know right off the bat, this is not a full-functioning adult. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. It's so awesome. So. What was your favorite scene? Ooh, that's a tough one. See, I don't know. I think everything at that big party, the party with all the actors. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> I actors. really like, <laughs> I like that. Like, I like, oh my gosh. And the very, very, very faithful, um, um, Recreation of Earth, Wind, and Fire, I thought was amazing. Like, I've yeah. seen like the old music videos of Earth, Wind, and Fire, especially for September. Mm-hmm. And like, they recreated that, those costumes perfectly. And I loved everybody. I loved all the 70s. And I loved how it felt authentic 70s Los Angeles, right? Yeah. I loved like all of that feeling. Especially because a lot of that hasn't really changed, it seems. <laughs> yeah. It seems it seems like that's still like a thing. How how all of that kind of feels. Obviously how it looks is different, but like how it feels is all it all it all sort of feels the same as it is today. 
but I love um, I can't remember what I was saying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I love that whole sequence. I love the I'm question. I was questioning the mermaids. I love Ryan Gosling falling down the hill in that scene. And then and he sees them and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, can't even talk. I love that. I love that he's like so drunk. He like came in like get the words out. He made like so so many funny noises in this movie. I know, and it was so good. Like every time he screamed, I was dying. <laughs> oh my gosh, when he breaks his arm. Right, like how did he go that high? Yeah, like that's that's something that's like that doesn't even make sense to me, Loki. <laughs> That like he's able to use his voice like that, but he's also a really good singer. So I guess it does make That's sense true. to me because like you know he is a musician and he is a vocalist. So yeah. side note sure that he knows how to sing. Yes, in um there's a movie he did called Lars and the Real Girl. In that movie, he can like he really sings really good in that movie. It's like actually pretty incredible. What he was I able to, to watch this then. yeah, that movie's great. I love, I love what he was able to. Um, everything about his character in that movie is like weird and quirky, but it's like really good. Yeah. But anyway, um, I totally don't remember what the heck I was saying. Anyway, so that scene I really like. Um, although I really like the whole shootout scene with Matt Boomer's character. When it comes to the house? Yes, the, the guy. Yeah. And and they're like shooting and I love the <laughs> March gun and he throws a gun and it <laughs> he throws it too high and it goes out the window. <laughs> I love I love that that was hilarious to me. And I love the whole, I love the protest sequence as well. This is a protest group, and I love the, shut up, man, we're dead. (laughs) And you're protesting the air. (laughs) The birds can't breathe. I like, and I like how he's on the car, he's like, maybe the freaking birds can't breathe, man. (laughs) It's like, maybe they're onto something. Yeah, I, oh. It's so good. It's a, every, everything about it is good in my in my brain. In my brain, I love all of it. So, yeah, I don't know. There's, I have to say, I'm just gonna say the party scene because it goes on for a long time. And there's so many things going on in it that are hilarious that I love. Mm-hmm. I love them questioning the mermaids. I love the when the guy gets hit by the truck. I thought that was hilarious. And I like how the guy goes, "Holy crap!" and he just keeps driving away. <laughs> I was like, that was the most blatant hit and run I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my gosh. I love how the daughter just like is involved in the whole thing. Like he he keeps trying to send her home, but she just keeps coming back. And by the end, it's like, no, she's a detective now too. Yes. It's awesome. She's like, guys, look at this. Look at this clue I just found. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. And I love the good luck trying to find her considering that number isn't, isn't a flight. Did you stop? Yeah, he stopped. <laughs> but yeah, oh my gosh, you're like the bowling alley. That was and he's like, us! You just used the Lord's name in vain. Actually, I didn't, Janet. 
I found it very useful, actually, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how Angori writes to Janet, Whoa, you beat people up from, and you get paid? Can you beat up my friend Janet? Well, it depends. But she's like, she's, big, she's a big girl. She's tall. But she's always very mean to me. <laughs> and Ryan got this, hey, look, apple pie. This conversation is over. <laughs> He's like, well, we were just talking. And now it's, it's over. over. And now it's over. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. I like it when she's like, whoa, you beat people up and you get paid. And then he's like, sad, isn't it? <laughs> she's like, it's the coolest job ever. Yeah. Oh, really? I would have thought your job ended with breaking my freaking arm. <laughs> oh, man. Wh- what were you going to ask me? You totally were going to ask me something and I forgot. And I just kept I talking. I was just going to ask what you rate this movie. A 9 out of 10 for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I have a deep love for this movie. Ever since I saw it in theaters. And let me tell you, there was nobody in the theater when I went and saw it. That's so sad. Yeah. Like, it was, nobody has seen. Bro, and this movie is so good. It is. I don't know why more people don't watch it. Honestly. And I love, like... Yeah, I don't know. And it's weird, because it feels like it should be, like, perfect. Like, it was set up perfectly to make money, right? It's like... Yeah. The guy, it's like the guy who wrote Lethal Weapon made this movie. And then it's, like, directed this... Wrote and directed this movie. And then it's like, oh, it stars Ryan Gosling. Big bankable star... Well, apparently he's not that bankable anymore, but he's a really good actor. Everybody knows his name, but nobody goes to see his movies, apparently. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's the second. That was the that that movie and Blade Runner 2049 also flopped at the box office. What's wrong with these people? I have no clue. But it's like, like that did guy. They, did they and, not recognize when something is good? Bro, and then it's like Russell Crowe from Gladiator. Like, how do you not go see that? Everybody loves Russell Crowe. It was like, how is nobody going to see this movie? Both Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. It's like you're capturing, like, the young 18 to 35s, and you're capturing, like, the older people in their 40s and their 50s, right? With those two actors. Yeah. And you have the Lethal Weapon guy, right? Behind it all. And it's, like, a funny... And I thought the trailer... When I saw the trailer for that movie, I was dying, and I thought it was hilarious. I was like, that's such a good trailer. But nobody went and saw this movie. It didn't even make its money back. And it's sad because Shane Black and the special features for the movie said he would love to make more movies with these characters. But we're probably oh, never going to see that. I know, it's really, like, upsetting. What were you saying? I was watching that. He was like, I'm not saying sequel, but I'm saying sequel. I know, right? And it's like, I really want to see that. It's not even, like, on his docket for, like, for future release. It's not even into... Nice Guys 2 isn't even in development. It is. It's really disappointing. I think maybe if the Predator was like a financial hit, that might have like helped. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I don't think the Predator, which was Shane Black's next movie, didn't do too good either. Granted, that movie also wasn't that good. But was that like his fault? Yeah. (laughs) It just wasn't written well. Oh, I see. Like it felt like Shane Black being like a copy of Shane Black. Oh, okay. Which was, like, weird. 
And it's not like there wasn't cool stuff in it because there was. And I actually could watch that movie again and would probably enjoy it. I mean, I saw it in theaters twice um, and had no problem either time. But I mean, yeah, there was just the there's a whole subplot in that movie that that by the end of it, when everything gets resolved, you're really like you go, really? That's what they did? Really? And who knows, maybe there was studio interference, but as far as I know, I mean, it all felt like something Shane Black wrote, and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> That's too bad. I didn't enjoy what he brought to the table, and apparent, and a lot of people didn't, uh, seemingly. And there was a great cast in that movie, too. Like, they had everything pretty much set up for him to do well, and it just did not work. And it was like, you know, it's an R-rated action comedy, and I don't know. It just didn't work. And I don't think it didn't work because a lot of people are like, if you watch the first Predator movie, it's like basically a thriller. Like, I think a Predator action comedy could work. I just don't think that this movie worked that well. Also, some of the stuff felt a little low budget. And I remember going like, really? They let that slide? They couldn't have put a little more money into that? <laughs> right. I was like, what? Like, there's a scene transition towards the end of the movie where I literally was like, how, like, that looks like something I would do to hide a mistake. Oh. Like, I didn't... That's really interesting. Yeah, it, like, bugged me how, like, low budget it felt, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that, there was just, there was things wrong with that movie, for sure. Um, that just, like, didn't get fixed. Yeah, which is which is terrible because the trailers for that movie looked amazing. And that was one of the things that hooked me on that movie and made me want to go was because I saw the trailers and I was like, I can't believe a I can't believe we're getting another Predator movie. And B, it looks good and it looks funny and it looks like it's got a lot of like cool stuff in it. And then I watched it and I was like, well, this is underwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. So. I don't know. And there and there wasn't enough cool Predator action either, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just about to dog on this movie so hard. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then there was a whole subplot with a kid. I hate kids in movies. Terrible. You- Should never do it. <laughs> Watch you going to make a movie about a kid someday. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to bring this up. You're going to be like, I thought you hated kids. I'm going to be like, shut up. This is different. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That that movie didn't work. And I think maybe that definitely hurt our chances of seeing a Nice Guys 2 that isn't fully financed by Shane Black himself. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Shane Black doesn't have like $35 million to spend on a... Or $50 million to spend on a Nice Guys 2. Probably not right now, no. Yeah. Which is really like $100 million because you have to spend just about as much as the budget of the movie for advertising. True. Yeah. So... I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I don't see a Nice Guys 2 in the future, which is sad because I think that there definitely should be one. It would it would it would just be amazing to and see them come together again. Exactly. And it's like I maybe this is an unpopular opinion. Think this movie should have been an Oscar Awards contender. I think it it should have at least been nominated for best original screenplay. Yeah. I mean, it definitely would have deserved it. Yeah. Gotten I, it. Yeah, I thought it was one of the smartest, smartest written movies of that year, for sure, 2016. 
2016 mm-hmm. was not a particularly good year for movies. No? No. What did we have that year? Let me look that up. I think the only one I remember from that year is La La Land. Was that 2016 or 17? That's what I'm about to find out. Okay, what year was that? I want to... Oh, wait, maybe it was 17. Okay, wait. So I have to look up 2017 Oscars for the 2016 movies. What the heck? Why do you do this to me? Why can't you just... Oh, yeah, so yeah, that was the La La Land Moonlight year. Moonlight was exceptional. That movie, that was the movie that won Best Picture. That movie was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there were, like, some good movies nominated. Like, Arrival is amazing. Fences was whack. Hacksaw Ridge was whack. <laughs> Hell or High Water. Sounds vaguely familiar. Hacksaw Ridge was, it's got Andrew Garfield in it. Oh, and it's that's not why it sounds familiar. Fences is, like, straight up bad, right? Fences is, like, a straight up bad movie. Hacksaw Ridge, though, is good. But it's not that. But it's not. It didn't deserve a Best Picture nominee. Okay. Hell or High Water was great. I was like finally happy that Taylor Sheridan's work was getting some recognition <laughs> because he's one of my favorite writers. Hidden Figures was great. I love that movie to death. La La Land was great, obviously. Lion shouldn't have been a Best Picture nominee. Manchester by the Sea was a perfect movie, and The Moonlight was awesome. But yeah, some good stuff. Oh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, that's funny, because Ryan Gosling was nominated that year for Best Actor. That's ironic. Yeah. That's kind of weird. But yeah, no, but um, what was in the Best Writing category? Original Screenplay. Hell or High Water. Yep. La La Land. Yep. The Lobster. Yep. Manchester by the Sea. Yep. 20th Century. Dang, so they wouldn't have been able to fit it in. <laughs> I'm trying to think of if any of those movies are like not as well written as the nice guys is and i'm pretty sure they all hold up to the nice guys yeah so i don't think it would have it wouldn't have fit in there sadly i wish somehow it would that would have been nice it would have been nice but all of those movies maybe 20th century women i would say that it they could probably have um like Maybe that is something I would have switched for the nice guys. But that movie is pretty amazing, so I'm willing to let that slide. Because I really, really enjoyed that movie. Like, really, really enjoyed that movie. But yeah, I don't know. And maybe costume design, at least. Like, Fantastic Beasts is in here? Come on, man. For which one? Best costume design. Oh. I, w- I, I never even saw that movie, so I don't I don't know. It's just the same recycled Dagon English costumes that people have been using for who knows how long. <laughs> like Ally Yeah, I don't know. What were you saying? I heard that it wasn't that great of a movie. <laughs> yeah, now they're about to lose an actor. <laughs> oh yeah, oh right. I didn't I did not know he was in there. Yes. He plays. You want to talk about that? Yeah, bit? you guys. Did any of you guys hear about this? Ezra Miller choked out a female fan in Iceland. How dare somebody go to besmirch the um, the the legacy of America in Iceland? Why would you ever do this? Who would go do something like this? Ezra Miller. Ezra, 
freaking Miller would go do this because he's an attention hog. Apparently so. Yeah, Ezra Miller went to Iceland and some, albeit pushy, fans that maybe didn't make him feel safe were coming up to him and, I don't know, saying things, I guess. And apparently the female fan reportedly, apparently, from what I heard, said she wanted to play fight with him, but apparently he didn't get the play version of that memo. And he grabbed her by the neck and put her... And look, assault is not a, is a bad... Man or woman, you can't, wow. you can't, I know, right? What a revelation. You can't, adults can't fight. You get in trouble. That's a serious yeah. thing for him to take it that step. And it doesn't make it better that it was a woman who can't defend herself against a man like Ezra Miller. <laughs> Even though Ezra Miller is like a twerp, right? He's not that. He doesn't look like he could fight a blade of grass, but. Granted, I mean, that girl even probably could have beat him up, but he still shouldn't have done it. No, I mean, it, it, from what I heard, it doesn't sound like she was trying to get physical with him. It just sounds like she was, like, talking with him and being annoying. Yeah, and then he was like, Which, and then there was that video. And the thing is, when that video came out, it's very easy to write off that video because it was like five seconds long and it's like, okay, somebody probably took this out of context, right? Because it's such a weird, and we've seen it happen so many times very recently that I was literally like, this probably isn't anything. And then it was. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, surprise. And then everybody confirmed it and that Ezra Miller had to be escorted out of the bar and like by security and it was, you know... Yeah. Ezra Miller choked out a woman. So. That's, no, that's horrible. Yeah, and Ezra Miller has a history of being just not playing on the team. You know what I mean? What else, what else has he done? Like when he, like in the Comic-Con panels for the movies that he's, that that he's in he's always dressed up in some crazy cosplay that like is completely distracting oh so everyone's looking at him rather than you know looking at all the other actors and actresses who are a part of the work right yeah and then he's always like making these very provocative like photo shoots and things articles right so people can like look at him like keep their eyes on Ezra Miller and stuff like that it's like he's struggling to be relevant so he's like trying to he's he's like almost trying to do what Lady Gaga did when she started which was just be like super out there yeah it was weird as like he was never all he was never like this all the time and he's like trying to paint this portrait like he's like this moody artist who's like whatever right that he's weird because of he's an artist but he's not even that good of an actor. So he really just wants people to pay him attention. Yes, exactly. And unfortunately, the type of things that he does attracts people like, you know, like those fans. And he's not very professional. And now Warner Brothers has a very big problem on their hands <laughs> because he's in two of, he's in two of their franchises. <laughs> they have to decide whether they want to deal with them or not. Yes, and it's not like these are just like these R-rated whatever movies. These are family franchises. I don't think any parent wants to take their child to go see a movie 
where I'm with an actor in the forefront who has choked out a woman <laughs> is a bad role model. Yeah, I would not take my daughter to go see that. Exactly. I would so. be like, this is not what you want. This is not the kind of role model you want in the media. Like, no. Exactly. And he's not that good anyway. He was, I, I, he, I, him as the Flash, I thought was okay, but not great. I haven't seen him in the whatevers of Grindle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the way too long franchise. <laughs> right? I haven't watched him in any of that mess. I think the only thing I've seen him in besides the um, Justice League was The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, yes. He is actually good in that movie. That one was that one was pretty good. That movie, I will say that he was, he was decent in. Yeah, that's all I know him from. Ezra Miller not being investigated by police for choking incident. Interesting. Of course. Of course not. I'm not surprised. Like, what has he been in? The Stanford Prison Experiment? Oh, I, f- I you know how good he was in that movie? I forgot he was in it. Um, <laughs> I didn't know he was in there. Is that, that movie's crazy. I want to watch it. It's it's a hard watch. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean we, we studied it in class, and it just sounds really horrible and interesting at the same time. Yeah, it was... It was pretty nuts, I'm not going to lie. I went and saw it at, like, a small indie theater. Like, we went, we had to go into Boston to go see it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, we were all like, okay, well, we just watched that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... Mm. Yeah, but the movie that really everybody talks about when it comes to his performances is this movie by Lynn Ramsey called We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, that's the, um... I know what that is. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, that's a. I actually that's a movie I want to see because, um, I'm a, I've seen one Lynn Ramsey movie before, and it's this movie with Joaquin Phoenix called "You Were Never Really Here," mm-hmm. and that movie was absolutely insane and like one of the best movies I saw like all year that year, and I. Yeah, I would like to watch more of her movies if, like, after that, because I, I was actually pretty blown away by that movie. Yeah. But yeah, so... That's, that's disappointing about Ezra, but I mean, I don't know. I guess after we talked about it more yesterday, like, with the whole Wonder Woman stunt, it isn't as surprising yeah so there was that other thing where apparently so there's that joke that awful joke in justice league where ezra miller falls on top of wonder woman where flash falls on top of wonder woman it's that recycled joke from uh age of ultron that they do with um mark ruffalo with with mark ruffalo's character in scarlett johansson which still isn't funny there it's still creepy there um it's a little less creepy because they actually like like each other right yeah in that movie but it's still like but uh, but there's nobody's talked about how they didn't want to do that so you know yeah like no one refused to do it yeah but with but where gal gadot apparently did gal gadot did not want to do 
that stunt in Justice League and they had to have her body double come in and do it, which should have been the first clue to Ezra Miller. Like, hey, maybe you like shouldn't do this like weird. But he allowed himself to be talked in by Joss Whedon and they did that very cringy, uncomfortable scene. I do too. Also, like Josh Whedon, what are you doing? If you already have one girl say that it's weird, why are you gonna force another girl to do it? And why are you gonna try and talk this other impressionable young person into doing it? Exactly. Like that should just clue you in to stop writing stuff like that. Yeah. So I, it's it's. Yeah, I'm just. It's sad because, I don't know, this is just another level in the, like, toxic people that are all in Hollywood, right? Ezra Miller just is proving more and more to be one of them. Yeah. So. I don't know. Because it sucks. We need less of that, not more people learning to be like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess this is just an unfortunate thing. Ezra Miller will, I don't know, maybe he'll die out. Who knows? Maybe he just won't. Maybe he'll just cease to be, like, a thing. Big. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of, like, teenage girls are still, like, in love with him or whatever. Probably. They're probably going to, you know, disregard all this. Yeah, which is sad because this is something that should be taken seriously. Well, yeah, and the fact that they're not going to investigate just shows that like he's just going to get away with anything, and it's just going to get worse. Yeah, and he hasn't even made a statement about this, which is messed up because it's like, yo, get in front of this, like admit that you, you know, that this was wrong, right? Take responsibility for your actions. Exactly, like that will put you and be like, like that'll put you on the on the you know the path forward to like redemption because i believe you and me have the same sort of idea that people should be there should always be a, re- a path back right for people well yeah there always can be it's just up to them whether they're going to take it or not exactly like i'd be willing to you know anybody i mean look at louis ck right yeah I think that, you know, with any, well, unless you're like straight up a monster and it shows that like you're never going to ever do this again, like with a Harvey Weinstein, like that guy should just be written off from history at that point. But yeah, it depends on what your intentions are and it depends on like how you handle everything that happens afterwards. And if you continue to just do it over and over again and you really have no interest in changing, then maybe you just should be left alone. Exactly. So. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of this is just showing that Ezra Miller probably doesn't deserve to be in movies. Probably not, or at least not movies as big as the Justice League and Harry Potter and stuff like that. No, yeah, I think he's definitely just proving more and more that his lack of professionalism and his lack of being a team player is ultimately going to be damaging to the reputation of the movies and the and the studios and the peoples that he work with, so... Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to have someone like that on the team, where she's just going to make everything harder. Yeah, honestly. It's like working with a, in a group project and everyone else is doing the work, and then there's that, like one person goofing off and 
never having anything turned in on time. Exactly. And that one person is always Ezra Miller. Yep. So, if you guys have any thoughts about that, hit us up. We would love to hear it at critique couple, critique couple at gmail.com. If you would love to send us a lovely email. Share some thoughts. Yes. We think we always love hearing from our fans. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What would you rate the nice guys? You never even got to your rating. I would I would give it a nine as well. Yes. I think it was just it was it was amazing. Yes. Well, we can hope and pray for a nice guys part two. Yes, maybe. Yeah, hopefully, maybe it'll happen one day. Yeah, because you could do just just do a bunch of like not connected movies, right? Of just them solving a new crime every time. Uh-huh. I would totally watch that. I would too. I would watch like five or six of those movies. <laughs> I did not expect Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling to get along so well. Honestly, right? Like, I did not expect their chemistry to be so strong. Like, if somebody said that to me, I would have been like, oh, okay. Interesting casting choice. And then you watch it on screen, you're like, this is incredible. Really, this is perfect. It wouldn't have worked well as good with any other actress, I mean, actor that was put in place. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Was that Celeste? (laughs) Did you hear that? Sound like someone shouting. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Oh man. Well. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yep. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Couple Critique. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope we you're quarant- doing it. Yeah, we definitely. I I I definitely like doing this podcast, talking about new and interesting topics of discussion every time. So. You never know. I mean, we talked about my dog for like the first 10 minutes, so. And animal crackers. And animal crackers, which are bomb, by the way. They, they are. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you. We will see you guys a bunch more this month. I think we have three more movies, right? Um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, who talk about those who knows maybe there's a bonus episode in there yeah we'll see i guess what we um come up with yeah and uh we should yeah we should do because we did bonus episodes we did like two last month right yeah we did and those were really fun they were fun we should come up with more to do one of them was like three hours long (laughs) (laughs) extra couple content Everything's kind of paused right now, so why not? Yeah, why not just do a bunch of... Yeah, I mean, hey, I've just been... All I've been doing is thinking about who I'm going to have on Truth Justice on the podcast. You should get AJ again. Oh my goodness. One day. Yeah. One day I would love to get him back. He is funny, but he needs to be, like, reined in. (laughs) I was listening to your most recent one, the nostalgia one. Oh my gosh. It was so long, I have not finished it yet, but it's pretty entertaining so far. Yeah? The very nostalgia AJ special? Yes. Yeah, that one was crazy. It was just crazy for us to go back and, like, it was crazy for me to realize that we watched the same shows. Yeah, especially with, like, the age difference. Yeah, I know, right? So, 
that was just interesting. Yeah. We could finally do that episode, though, where it's the three of us on there. That's true. That's true. If it you, is. like, as a backup plan, if you don't find another guest. Yes, for sure. I mean, that would definitely be fun. I'd be willing to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll see you again next week. Movie. Another comedy movie. What is it? Is it the Grand Budapest Hotel next week? It is. Yes, that movie's so good. That'll be a fun one. Wes Anderson movies are always great to talk about. Oh, that's Wes Anderson. Yes. I did not know that. That movie. That movie was a Best Picture nominee in 2014. Well, it's gonna be a very interesting watch then. Yes, it will be. Hopefully you guys, you guys will be here to listen to it. Yes. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. Don't put your fingers in your mouth or rub your eyes. I've done that like eight times today. Oh boy. I've touched my face so much. I've been touching my face during this podcast, like the whole podcast. Stop. <laughs> I'll be okay. Uh, you better. <laughs> you like, have no choice I, I die <laughs> You're like I will never see you again No it's not even that You just you cannot get sick Why? Because I don't want you to <laughs> Help help I have plasma <laughs> Oh my gosh <laughs> It's asthma binky <laughs> Oh my gosh I love Arthur Anyway <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Yeah.